Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 301 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Alex Ramstead Dosvik. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Today, we will be discussing part two of chapter one of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, The Dark Lord Ascending. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to plummet your way through the details. <laughs> Dark yeah. Lord Ascending sounds like an emo band. It does a little bit. <laughs> That's really good. That should be Wizard Rock. We also have someone special with us yet again. Please Hello. welcome Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Laurie Kim is back. I did not mean you, but I. But we do. I think you also have to be included. Carrie's Carrie is a little red. It's okay. It's, we love you. No, it's all you good. are definitely welcome. That was welcome. the best. That right, was Laurie. the best. So Lori comes back. Okay. I am back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. The author of our uh, lovely dubbed The Snape book. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is back. also what I call it. Oh, good. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad that we're all on the same page there. Um, so she's back to give us uh, beautiful golden nuggets from her brain that we desperately need. <laughs> Brain nuggets. <laughs> These are brain nuggets. <laughs> Is that where those went? Okay. Yeah. We're collecting them and keeping mm. them for ourselves. Um, but before we begin, let's go to Meg's Mouse Tales for weekly profit news. I added stuff for you. For oh yes. Sorry. Okay, I'm actually gonna start with those things. Okay. Um, so two little swish news tidbits. Nuggets. Uh, nuggets, yes. Golden nugget. Um Ding. This is the start of a new house cup. <laughs> so all the points in our Discord are at zero for all the houses. Today is a fresh start. I want to see Slytherin like jump ahead by 2,000 points by the end of this recording. Please stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just a reminder that Hufflepuff won the house cup last week for the first full like school year that we did which is not year yeah yeah <laughs> um uh, and then and also when we were recording episode 300 i had every intention of doing giveaways for mm. our <laughs> lovely lovely patrons on discord and um i forgot 
so <laughs> that episode was also just like you know we just like talked a lot it was we we're starting a new book there was a lot going on i was distracted so anyway we're going to be doing two giveaways for this episode and two giveaways for the next episode because we're recording them back to back so that you understand what's going on while we're doing that we are doing giveaways in our discord i have four items um just to kind of like celebrate the fact that we reached 300 episodes just to like say thank you to our listeners we have many potter things yeah i I know i do i need another shelf first of all which i've already (sighs) talked to martin about this um (laughs) I don't really have room for it right now, but I do have some stuff that I've just collected over the years that I think other people might want on their shelf. So I might go through my stuff too. Um, yeah, I just, think I need to do that again as well. Just to see. Um, so yeah. So if you hear Carrie interject. <laughs> Very <laughs> far away from the microphone because she's she can slide reaching. <laughs> she's helping us do the giveaways and she's timing. Uh, it, we're kind of doing this like baby shower style where it's just a random timer and whoever messages last in the discord um, at that moment wins it. So um, can I ask you a question? Just like super. <laughs> Uh, I, I think we said this last time to our patrons, but um, the epigraph at the beginning mm-hmm. of this book, um, will you be on that Felix file? Because we're not smart. <laughs> I already started researching. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. 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 okay, okay. I love that. I'll let you know the date and time, but. That's why you're we'll Ravenclaw. That. You'll be our addition. We'll have a mic for you, too. Yeah, we'll yeah, make we'll sure have you a have a mic. Yeah. We've got another one floating around somewhere. Well, that one doesn't I have. I stole the other one like Katie's. It's at our place, but I'll bring it over. Anyway. Be so, actual weekly profit news that's, like, not Swish related, but wizarding world related is the fact that warner brothers games and NetEase confirmed a worldwide launch of a free-to-play collectible card rpg game harry potter magic awakened um it is again from portkey games and it's going to be a mobile game um what do you mean wait a minute is this different than what's already out yeah wait, is it called the same it? thing wait what do you mean the game isn't there already one out? I have an app the game... downloaded on my phone. When Magic Awakened. My cousin, so my cousin texted me, Andy. I've talked about him on this podcast before. My best buddy, my first best friend, besides my sister. Um, he texted me and he was like, This is a really like it, it well-rounded out. game. Yeah, it's out. Um, but he loves it. He loves phone games though. Um, so I'm you... on and off with phone games. It just depends on my mood. I uh I'm not a phone game person, but if you are, which he is, he said it's very good. So it's cards, though. So it makes me think of Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. That's Freaking, kind of I the played. vibe that I'm getting. It Ooh, says hard. this is not just your standard card game. Um, there's also going to be new characters that are introduced. Um, it says, unlike other mobile card games, Harry <clears throat> Potter Magic Awaken promises to be a little different, infusing RPG elements and multiplayer functionality all wrapped up in a unique illustrated picture book art style. It includes a dueling club, a dance club, and a special spell book for you to fill. Um, and those are like some mini games and whatnot. Um, the key feature of the game is the spell book. And... 
each spell comes with its own benefits blah 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 anyway i mean like it seems like a very well designed fun game and like like you were saying like people are really enjoying it yeah it was launched in china first um all of a sudden it like showed up on my facebook and i was like yeah. what is this it's been it's it been was launched in 2000 yeah it was launched in 2001 in china wow but like relatively new still here um what relatively what new. what year Two, uh 2021 <laughs> <laughs> you said 2001 i was like what? i might have said 2001 you sorry. absolutely did play that track back <laughs> i was like what 2021 <laughs> what did he say i'm gonna find this um so yeah it looks okay. it looks fun though it's said, set in the 1980s he said quote it's well built which means a lot from him so all right but is jacob's sibling in it <laughs> i can't do i can't deal with anything if somebody puts this on the wiki as freaking canon <laughs> it says that this is the first time seeing hogwarts in this particular era so there will be several characters you still recognize from harry's time as a student interesting which is cool like Hagrid, Flitwick, and McGonagall are in it. Got it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems fun. It does feel very Pokemon-esque, but in a phone Maybe. game. And not like Pokemon Go, like literally the old card game style of Pokemon, but mobile. I gotta tell you, Pokemon trading card game online via the app is superb. Really? It is amazing. Nice. So you, with your types of personalities, if you were to buy a deck, get the app and get on it, you would become obsessed. Like, it's that much fun. Don't tell me that. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I have a lot of cards upstairs. You can <laughs> Dude, Katie's collection was sweet, but it kind of got, like, lost. Mine yeah, I don't really know where it right is. now. And I stopped. I remember the day I opened up a hollow Charizard. My God. Was it great? It was amazing. Best day of your life besides your wedding day? uh okay are we done talking about that yeah game? yeah yeah okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they may too subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok at swish flick cast if you'd like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive felix files episodes discord channel live recordings trivia games swish swag boxes and more thank you all so much for your support uh we get this question a lot and again i'm gonna say even though i say it on every episode we're always accepting potter stories just email them to us swish at gmail.com thanks guys I was turning through <laughs> my copy of Deathly Hallows mm -hmm. at how small the section was that we had to cover last time, and I'm... Lori, <laughs> <laughs> Lori, it's, it's like, we stopped on page six! <laughs> that tracks. What is wrong with us? Or no. what is so very right? Mm -hmm. Catherine. Tiffany. It's time. Carrie, isn't it great when you can see your face? It is. Right? Very special. The right? internet will never know. <laughs> <Special>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we started Deadly Hallows. Woohoo! I know, I know for at least me and Meg, we're like still a little nervous. I don't know about Tiff. She I'm might not just be like psyched. Born for this moment. <laughs> 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 so we started with Snape and Yaxley as they're entering a meeting held by Voldemort at Malfoy Manor. Long story short, 
That's pretty creepy. Uh, Snape informs Voldemort of the Order's plans to move Harry, and the Death Eaters are trying to gain control of the Ministry. Pious Thickness is now under the Imperious Curse. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. All right. To look away from the chat now. Gryffindors, keep going. All right. I have <laughs> three bookmarks going on in my thing. I have bookmark where I'm doing notes, like, mm -hmm. actively. I have bookmark where I'm making docs. And I have bookmark where I'm annotating. <laughs> nice. And we're struggling. And they dropped. And my mouse stopped working. But we're going to keep going. <laughs> okay. So where <laughs> I left off in the traditional version is page seven. You're just going to skip over Tiffany. my summary. Oh, well, you didn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. You okay. It'll be, quick. it'll be quick. I'll shut my book. Foldy reminisces about all his mistakes when it comes to Harry Potter. And we find out they have a prisoner in the basement of Malfoy Manor. Voldemort needs a new wand and demands a luscious hand his over. Nagini comes to hang out across Voldy's shoulders while Voldemort basically tells Lucius he's trash. Bellatrix, Bellatrix tries to save the convo by swooning over him. But all Voldy wants to know about is if Draco's going to babysit Remus and Tonks' pups. Bellatrix is embarrassed, but don't worry. Voldemort just tells her to prune her family tree, and she intends to, and unfortunately succeeds. Weep womp. And Charity is awoken by Voldemort. So sad. Do you write so sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, it is sad. Is this where I do? Oh, yeah. I even wrote weep womp. You didn't look mm -hmm. at this doc in my notes, did you? No. Because I want to know everybody's initial reactions. Harry didn't because it's not shared with you. <laughs> you can speak now. I apologize, Megan, for taking over your part. Yeah, I actually took the time to write that summary like days ago. Days, actually, she says. a week ago at this point now. Days, she says, I, my brain's not working, so I get forgiveness. I forgive you. Thank you. It's fine. It is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoosies. Okay. So we're on page seven. Ding it now. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so Voldemort claims that he's been thwarted by luck and chance when it comes to Harry Potter. And he claims that those are, quote, the wreckers of all but the best laid plans. And I just think that it's amusing that he's completely ignoring the fact that he goes on monologue. Uh, and... He just doesn't like outwardly Avada or attempt to. Um, so yeah, you give him plenty of time to like get away. I'm not gonna kill Harry because I gotta sing my monologue. Katie, <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep Taylor Swift cut. I love that. <laughs> Way over my head. I don't know. She know. has a monologue song from SNL. You should listen. To oh, okay. His monologues ahead, come Lawrence. because he doesn't understand what he's feeling. He has this desire to draw things out when he talks to Harry, just in case he can get Harry to connect with him. But he doesn't know that's what he's doing. So he just kind of monologues. And he doesn't understand that he doesn't really want to kill Harry, at least until they connect, until Harry tells him whatever it is that Harry might be able to tell him. Because he doesn't understand this because... Trying to kill people is like the only way that Voldemort knows how to show people he wants them to love him. 
He's just a very confused Ugh. villain. Gross. Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. 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 I don't know why that came out like a toad. Oh, Voldemort. Mm. Okay. Um, so he continues on his little monologue. Um, and he claims that he knows better now, right? He understands things that he didn't before, and he's going to be the one to kill Harry Potter. Um, but if he was really smart, he would have actually given the job to somebody else because then this little thing with Harry would have been done really fast. And I said, lickety split. And then I was like, where's that phrase from? I looked it up. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. And I actually hate this phrase now. Oh, Uh -oh. most phrases are like not good. Um, it has to do with like going faster with horses. So using a whip on them. And so I hate it. I don't know why, but lickety split always made me think of banana splits. But now I don't oh, like this. Oh, I, that's okay. why. <laughs> like a lick of a whip. Yeah. So mm. um I do not like from yourdictionary.com, not just dictionary.com. It's yours. Your dictionary. What about my dictionary? <laughs> you know well, he but he can't give the job to kill Harry to anyone else because this is one of the few times that I think the phrase death eaters makes sense to me. He wants to get to eat Harry's death. Yes. He, but, he gives it to someone else I'm, he doesn't get to. Right, but what I'm saying, like, then it would have actually been done. You know what I mean? But he wouldn't have had fun. Because he can't. Well, you're right. (laughs) The whole world just exists for Voldemort to play with. (laughs) Truly. Very self-centered. And so he's talking about this, and all of a sudden, this was my big mind-blow moment, and it might not be for a lot of people. You may have already connected this. Most likely um, not. Continue. <laughs> I have read this book and listened to this book so many times, even before this podcast. Um, and I didn't make the connection until this last time I was doing my notes. So he's talking and all of a sudden there's a wail, like somebody screams. And um, it's a sound of misery and pain. And it says, quote, many, many of those at the table looked downward, startled, for the sound had seemed to issue from below their feet. Um, let me read it from the book, though. So I wrote in my notes because I even thought this. I said a whale, a sudden wail from above. Sound of misery and pain. And that's not true because it's not from above. So everybody looks down. But what you assume is, is that's that the charity. sound comes from charity. And I was like. What? The sound came from above, right? I was like, what is the significance of them looking down? And I was like, why would the author write this? Um, I was, this is what's going in my head. Is this foreshadowing to the commotion in the cellar later on when Harry and his crew are there to escape and Wormtail dies? Um, and I was like, speaking of Wormtail, he's supposed to be keeping the prisoner quiet, right? That's what he says. So prisoner charity, right? That's what I'm thinking. Um, and in my brain, I'm like, apparently this isn't the first time that she's cried out. So Wormtail says, yes, my lord, gasped a small man halfway down the table who had been sitting so low in his chair that it appeared at first glance to be unoccupied. 
Now scrambled up from his seat and scurried from the room, leaving nothing behind him but a glorious gleam of silver. And I was like, why would he leave? And then my light bulb went on. I want to let you know that I didn't notice this until I was annotating my book last week. I, so we like I caught it, it at the same time. I'm the time. only one and I'm the one who never I figures anything out. I did not realize this. And do I feel like I a asked foolish you, right, mortal? Katie? Absolutely. No, don't. What? I asked you yeah, last you week did. when I was annotating. I was like, is that Ollivander? Is that Luna? When was Luna taken? Who is that it down wasn't, there? It's not it's Luna. Ollivander. It's Ollivander yelling in the cellar. And I'm like, why would I have never I think I caught did. that? I actually picked it up because of the movie. But I was going to say, oh, I was like, now it makes sense that they show that at the beginning of the movie because like, oh, they're yeah. kind of trying to like put this in there differently. You know what I mean? It's like, OK, in the beginning of the movie, we see that he's taken and now you can make that connection. Oh, he was taken at the beginning. No, at the meeting in the movie, they hear a scream and he tells them to keep him quiet. See, I don't watch <gasps> they the do? movie. Yeah. No, oh, wait, I don't no, see. I'm thinking of like the scene where they're they like destroying Millennium Bridge. Yeah. And then they like literally capture Ollivander. Right. No, he out. literally screams because like we obviously don't get that actual scene in the book. So right. like I make. I made that connection because of that scene that I'm talking about in the movie. So then reading it. Well, if you understood that on your second oh, read. Oh, shoot. Of, is that from Half-Blood Prince? Of Whatever. this book. <laughs> um, kudos to you for being real smart. <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't get it until now. And if you're still like, what are you guys talking about? Um, Ollivander is in the cellar. He is the prisoner that Voldemort is speaking of, not Charity Burbage. And that's why Vol or Wormtail leaves, goes to the basement, and everybody looks down. Because it's not Charity who says anything. It's Ollivander screaming in the basement. Yeah. I literally, that's so funny. I, that literally was a light bulb moment for me last week, too. And I was like, what in the world? I, I was like, shoot. I didn't get that until now. Until, it, like, maybe I just... Uh, Certain things pop out to me as I'm listening because I'm always doing other things. It's my emotional support. Really. I also just like always assumed it was charity. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, just didn't even question Wormtail it's leaving. It's easy to because if you think about it. So if you think. So if she yells. Everybody in the room may be not everybody, but many people might be like, oh, snap. Like and you kind of shrink. Um, you maybe feel like scared. You, you you might have to watch something. You know, these people are still human. Like not everybody is so bloodthirsty as Bellatrix or Fenrir. Um, Draco certainly isn't. Oh, He's not going to want to watch somebody get tortured. Mm, Draco. Or whatever. You know what I mean? So like maybe they're shrinking at that sound, afraid of what they're about to see. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's Ollivander in the cellar because he's been kidnapped that long since Half-Blood Prince, right? Yeah. Mm. Now that I didn't like totally analyze and think of. Like it's been a long time. Mia pointed out and reminded me that the Millennium Bridge scene is the start of the Half-Blood Prince movie. They're all the same at the end of me. <laughs> but that <laughs> but that specific scene is what then made me like the light bulb go on like Ooh, okay. Ding ding ding! I I I also thought the way you did, Tiffany. Where yeah. at first I thought, okay, what's that noise? It's Charity. Why are they all looking down? And mm -hmm. I think it was done that way on purpose, written that way, 
so that we, the reader, can be startled just like all the people there. The horror is even worse than what you think. You know, right. you, yeah. you're looking at this woman above the table and then, no, it's not just over your heads. It's under your feet, too. It's There's depths to this terribleness mm-hmm, yeah. and you, you just are really trapped. There's mm-hmm. one person in control of the mood in this room. It's very frightening. Yes. Yeah. And like, I just, the fact that he's been down there that long, he doesn't, he's not getting taken up for air, I don't think. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's horrid. So that was me. I literally sat gaping at my computer when I was doing this. And there must have been something about actually like reading the word slowly. Um, that made my brain go, mm, wait a minute. Um, so anyways, Voldemort continues on and he tells his followers that, um, he's understanding better now. And he thinks that that is via Ollivander information. And he's like, can I just like borrow someone's wand? (laughs) Megan. I just wanted to interrupt and congratulate Evie on winning the first giveaway. She won the Lego set. What's the Lego set? It's the Herbology classroom. Herbs? You say. Herbs. Herbert Linger. Herbs. Herbs. Herbert Linger. Love it. Okay. Um, and so in this moment, Voldemort thinks that it's basically just the twin cores that are the issue, right? Um, and it's not the fact that Harry has any kind of superior magic. It's not anything else other than these twin cores, but bro, you're so deeply intertwined with this skin. <laughs> you are so wrong. Truly. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> he has no idea. I think he's <laughs> hoping. Know. He's hoping that it's going to be something logical that right. he can get through Ollivander because otherwise he'll be completely at a loss. Figuring well, he out won't understand tr- it. Yeah, yeah. Figuring out the truth at that will require skills that he doesn't have, the emotional intelligence. Right. So Correct. this is kind of his only hope, logic. Right. They both have done or have experienced magic that the other can't understand. Like Voldemort does obviously so many grotesque things that Harry can't fathom. But Harry also, not that he does actively perform magic that Voldemort doesn't know, but he is, um, what's a word? What's a good word for it? He just has it, right? He didn't necessarily perform it, but it's just a part of who he is, which I think is interesting. Um, so everyone's like, "Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) my wand, my wand, (laughs) uh, my lifeline during times of war." Um, and the author says that they're acting like Voldemort wanted one of their arms. Basically, that's what you're asking for. I think it's uh, more than than an arm. (laughs) Like, it's your only means of survival. No volunteers. Not even our dearest Bella. Right? Not to be confused with Swan. I'm so proud of you, (laughs) Tiffany. You made a Twilight reference. I've been waiting for you, Loka. (laughs) I've been waiting for you, Loka. (laughs) That's too much. <laughs> you uh, been Luca. Uh, uh, did you see what I sent you on Instagram, by the way? 
just like so much music what are you listening to and it's like who lives in a pineapple under the sea <laughs> i don't think i've seen that one yet i said it to you i'm sorry god anyways quote no volunteers said voldemort let's see lucius i see no reason for you to have a wand anymore this was so well done in the movie by the way i won't mm-hmm. say that a lot <laughs> <laughs> It is this scene in general is done pretty well. It's good. Him, uh, Voldemort at the end of this long ornate table. Great. Uh, Lucius Malfoy looked up. His skin appeared yellowish and waxy in the firelight, and his eyes were sunken and shadowed. When he spoke, his voice was hoarse. Nay, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 What possessed you? Megan. I just saw you straight up made for no reason. I'm seriously I haven't laughed in days, okay? I need it. I need it so much. Oh my god. Oh, check out the horse in the chat. He's even got Luscious's hair. He said, beautiful. My lord. Your wand, Lucius. I require your wand. There's no recovery. I'm sorry, I made on this podcast. No. <laughs> I help people oh. laugh at work or in their car. We're in really quiet rooms. Oh, uh, please write to us and tell us if uh, you embarrass yourself because of me. <laughs> I, Malfoy glanced sideways at his wife. She was staring straight ahead, quite as pale as he was, her long blonde hair hanging down her back, but beneath her... T- Beneath the table, her slim fingers closed briefly on his wrist. At her touch, Malfoy put his hands into his robes, withdrew a wand, and passed it along to Voldemort, who held it up in front of his red eyes. Red! Mm. Examining it closely. I love this. I swear, Narcissa and Lucius have the most functional marriage in the series. And that is saying very little. Well, <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, but also, I just th- they're interesting. Um, what about Molly and Arthur, Lori? I think I think this one's more functional. I don't like the way Molly and Arthur go behind each other's backs Ooh. and try to get their the kids to side against each other. Mm. Hot take, Lori. You're just giving Megan ammo, ammo for Molly. Huh? Freaking! <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I don't like Molly. <laughs> Straight up, I have a hard time with her. I don't like Molly. Put it on the list. I like her I in was gonna theory use... better than in person. Yeah. I was going to use the H-A-T-E word, but then that would put her on my list of undesirables. And oh, like, so I don't, not. I don't like think that she's worthy of that, but I don't like her. Oh, okay. Never mind. Don't put her on the list. Yeah. Don't put her on the list. She's not that bad. But the, the red eyes thing, too. Uh, she's I not wanna... as. No, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I'm interrupting you. Oh, this is literally like so dumb. I was just going to say she's not as bad as geranium <laughs> you heard it here first folks molly weasley's not as bad as the flowers gosh what is Whoa. wrong with me? i don't know let's talk about red eyes yeah, because i Lori, need, you I need have... everyone to remember that because like i said i think i said this last time sometimes we lose it a little bit on voldemort's character because of the actor but um he's horrid looking you guys he's got red eyes and vertical pupils he's a snake he's a slippery snake 
Go ahead, Lori. So yeah, when his <laughs> eyes glow red, that signifies that he's coveting something important that belongs to other people, mm. such as their lives, their treasures, like Hufflepuff's cup, or their love. Oh, as the author mentioned, um, his eyes had like a reddish glow like to them. Remember, yeah. said gleam, gleam. And yeah. and then we see it again when, like, when Ron is possessed by the bit of soul in the Horcrux, that his eyes glow red. It's mm. that desire to um, take somebody else's belongings over their personal will. Mm-hmm. Anyway, red eyes. Okay, ding. No, that's good. We need, <laughs> but we need to remember. Ding, ding. <laughs> we need to remember that, though. Um, it adds to the level of fear, and everybody needs to be scared throughout this whole book. Um, so terrified. <laughs> so Voldemort's like, so what's in this thing? And <laughs> I do enjoy in the movie where Basically, he snaps the end off of Lucius's wand, the cane the, part. Yeah, I think that's good. So I'm gonna need this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Voldemort's like. Lucius, give me your Potter profile, please. <laughs> Good thing you asked. It's made of dragon and not Phoenix, which he's like, "Good, good." Doesn't right. really say it like that, but he could have. Um the end of it is a snaky snake, which looks kind of cool in the movies. Um I like his wand in the movies. The like wiki the suggests that he may have inherited the wand from an ancestor. I don't but think so. why? I don't know. That's dumb. Because they're Malfoys like that. and that stuff goes deep. I mean, same. Yeah. I don't like that idea. I feel like it's his. Um <laughs> What? During, <laughs> during the 1985-1986 school year, Lucius came to Hogwarts to inspect during which his son Draco stole the wand. Jacob's and somebody named Snide helped him recover it. I can't take this. The oh wiki. My God. No. Freaking game information on the wiki kills I me. Cannot. Jacob sibling. I can't. Why is it Jacob sibling? Do, Do they, they not have, have a name? name? Jinx, Yomi Coke. Whatever. <laughs> Oof. That was quick. I got one Jinx on Alana today. Did you just? Did you just? Okay. She did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Voldemort takes out his own wand and compares the length. And Lucius makes a motion. He's like, oh, put my hand out to take Voldemort's wand in return. And Voldemort's like, <laughs> me? You think you get mine in return? <laughs> and he like calls him out for this. Yes, Megan. Very important information. You, the player, are Jacob's sibling. That's why there's no name. Oh. Because it's whatever your name is. I remember yeah. that now. What? Thank you, uh, CJ Marie. A couple Marie. people said it. Oh, thank you, everyone. CJ Marie, Chelsea. And Who's... then Janine said Jacob's sibling should be a bingo square. Who's Jacob? <laughs> Anyways. I don't know. Your sibling. Your sibling. I know, mm. but like... <laughs> Jacob Black? <laughs> They're shapeshifters, not werewolves. That's what that is. Tiffany, you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so Voldemort doesn't miss this, right? He's like, oh, <laughs> no, you are absolutely not worthy. And so he calls him out for it. 
And that is Voldy's dream come true because, you know, he's been building up to this, praying that Lucius is going to do that so he can just pounce on him. He's really drooling with the fun of taunting Lucius and disgracing the whole Malfoy family. And it's like it's his favorite cat toy that he has to like kill over and over again. Oh my my God. God. (laughs) Yeah, he really does love just like laying it on thick on the Malfoy family at this time. And he says, quote, I have given you, you your liberty, Lucius. Is that not enough for you? But I have noticed that you and your family seem less than happy as of late. What is it about my presence in your home that displeases you, Lucius? He says his name a lot, which is like, yeah. And yeah. Also, like, is he like, like, can you picture Voldemort staying in a room? Again, <laughs> like, I can't picture him sleeping. Doing anything. No. I can't. He's, no. At this Everyday point, it's, things, no. Yeah, he's just being mean at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got them cornered. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Oh, but, like, man. truly, I can't <laughs> picture him being a house guest. <laughs> no. Does he sleep? <clears throat> I mean, he's no. a human. He would be uh, vulnerable. Or does he just wait? He slept. You take Unless power naps. Nagini protected mm. him. Yeah. Do you live on like, Red Bull? I will eat you if you come in this room. Yeah. Well, where do we begin, Lord B? There's lots, lots happening. Um, so Lucius basically tells him everything's Gucci and you're fine. And Voldemort basically hisses at him, and he's like, "Lies, lies." but like seriously for a moment here um voldy's dream is to endlessly punish people for not loving him even if they pretend to love him like when wormtail is in book four he why do you want to learn a new language where would you use it how would it come in handy maybe you have an upcoming international trip Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. 
It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. If you're a muggle like me and you don't have Molly Weasley cooking for you every day, then you need to listen to this. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Let me tell you guys, they are absolutely delicious. I have not met a factor meal yet that I didn't like, and my favorite is the jalapeno grilled chicken, cheddar cheese. Oh, it's so good. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for, guys? Two-minute meals, fuel up fast with Factors, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They've got snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. Done the math for you. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Flexible for your schedule? Get as much or as little as you need by choosing from 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or you can reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, no cleanup, all of that. Head to factormeals.com slash flick50 and use code flick50 to get 50% off. That's code flick50 at factormeals.com slash flick50 to get 50% off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Taunts Wormtail about feeling repulsed by him. He is literally biting the hand that feeds him. And he's doing that to Lucius mm. now. If they've lied that they do love him and he's closed off their escape routes, then that's like his greatest enjoyment. He can just keep taunting them. Because he's trying to do that until his feelings of hurt are satisfied. And that is going to be never. It's, it's, yeah. you, you don't want to be in this position with him. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, and speaking of hissing, our main girl's here, hissing right along with him. 
And the sound gets louder and louder as Nagini approaches. And Nagini is his real mom. You know, he's showing them, this is my real mom. Chosen family is really important to me. Like, this is what a Not loyal creature looks like. <laughs> well, would an ant offer, would, would someone milk his aunt for, for sustenance? Lori, you're asking incorrect questions. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. This is from the text. <laughs> this is from the text. This is canon. I cannot. Jacob's sibling will. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so here comes Nagini. <laughs> hiss, hiss, slither, slither. Um, so... <laughs> what? Oh, why are you looking at me like that? Because you said hiss, hiss, slither, slither. I oh, no, that I don't needs know to what be I a said. sticker or something. Hiss, hiss, slither, slither. Um, so she comes and just like, you know, chillaxes on Voldy's shoulders. And he's like Britney Spears stroking mm-hmm. her absently and looking at luscious. Um, why do the Malfoys look so unhappy with their lot? Is my return, my rise to power, not the very thing they professed to desire for so many years? So many years. And Lucius is like, of course, of course. Let me bow to you, my lord. Mm-hmm. I just hit my microphone while I was bowing. Anyway. <clears throat> It's like when you're at a concert, like an emo concert. Yep. <laughs> anyway. At the Dark Lord Ascending concert? At the Dark Lord <laughs> Ascending concert. <laughs> um, DLA. If somebody takes that name for a wizard rock band, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my band. What about the Screaming Roots? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have two bands. <laughs> Um, this is kind of also here another example of like Lucius and Narcissa's marriage um, being pretty solid because he's like, you know, of course, we we do desire it. And and she is just next to him. She makes an odd stiff nod and her eyes have averted themselves from Voldemort and the snake like she. They're very obviously unhappy. Oh, <laughs> basically what this is saying like they are united in this even though they're trying not to um really show it but like you know nothing goes nothing just like goes by Voldemort without him noticing and this is where like Bella comes in where I with I think a little a little bit of sister damage control um she says my lord It is an honor to have you here in our family's house. There can be no higher pleasure. And I wrote in my book, I think that this here is almost like a protective tactic for Narcissa from Bellatrix. Like, obviously, Bellatrix is, you know, just loves Voldemort. (laughs) But like, Mm -hmm. I do think that she could sense something like Mm -hmm. I need to say something here to like make up for Narcissa's lack of even like looking at him. Yeah. Um. And he says, no higher pleasure. And he, like, is considering. He pops off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pops off. No higher pleasure. That means a great deal, Bellatrix, from you. Now, I just want to, like, put into perspective here a little bit. Like, if we are believing Cursed Child to be canon, Delphi is born right now. Not. She's She's not. <laughs> 
No, no, no. It's it's no. me. It's oh. me going into cursed child in my head. Carry on, carry on. Got it. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Is she? Yeah, she had her at the end of Half Blood Prince. Gross. That's why she wasn't <clears throat> at the battle. Oh yeah. Um. And like the Malfoys just have failure after failure, and Lucius failed to bring Voldemort the prophecy after having a Horcrux destroyed, and like this is why Voldemort is just like I'm just laying laying it on this family right now so okay so he talks to bellatrix and then he goes no higher pleasure even compared with the happy event that i hear has taken place in your family this week um and they are just like confused they have no idea what he's talking about because they are just so clueless to andromeda and her family um that they really, truly, like, didn't even connect the dots here. Here? Okay. So they're just now finding out about the birth or the marriage. Sorry. Um, Because I think that that's interesting if they don't, don't know, because that's just one more thing that the Death Eaters, like, don't talk about. Because, like, they hide everything from each other because no one trusts anyone. Yeah. And I just I don't I'm not entirely positive if they knew or not, but they if they did know, they were very obviously just for like forcefully forgetting about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, we don't even like acknowledge them as part of the family, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because so he says, I'm talking about your niece, Bellatrix, and yours, Lucius and Narcissa. She has just married the werewolf Remus Lupin. You must be so proud. Um and I just wrote in here, like, I have such a hard time seeing Tonks as their niece. Like, that is just, like, the most yeah. bizarre thing. Yeah. But then, like, it's a good reminder when you think to, in a little bit in this book, whenever Harry sees Andromeda for, mm-hmm. for the first time, how similarly she looks to Bellatrix. And that's, Ooh, like... Wait a minute. But I feel... Yes. First of all, yes. I feel like this might be their first time hearing about this. Yeah, I think so, too. So- I think they're all on lockdown. And the reason why Voldemort was known is because he has people that are getting intelligence on people who are in the Order of the Phoenix. And mm. nobody's revealing any information to anybody That's else. That's true. How why would, would they any, know? Why would anybody want to tell the Malfoy family or Bellatrix anything and let them be on a higher level? We're trying to push them down, right? Because right. we want to be on a higher level. Right. Ooh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yes, spilling tea all over this ornate table at this meeting. He, Ooh, yeah, he was saving uh, it, saving it to embarrass shot. them. I live also, for it. Also, Lumer Remus and Tonks were not being loud about it. They they were being Very really true. quiet because it was such a risky marriage. So yeah. he he was revealing that he had gotten some good gossip, and he knew this was going to make <laughs> you know a ripple. And he's so he bad. is yeah. being such a jerk to Bellatrix. She does not deserve this from him. He is no. just being mean. She's no, literally she getting she's getting the ripple effects of Lucius and Narcissa right here. And it's literally ripple just effects. because they're related and not because I think he actually has any beef with Bellatrix. It was just an easy target at this point. Well, I you know? think I mean, I think that he enjoys shredding people. Yeah. She just birthed your air. Lifting she them didn't. and lifting <laughs> them back up. I mean, can we put a note in for I'm going to talk about abuse within a relationship, but this feels very abusive. 
Like if yeah. we think about yeah. their relationship just together, like I am going to kick you when you're down mm-hmm. and shred you to pieces. And I'm going to embarrass you in front of your colleagues and your family who is also embarrassed by everything. Cause you're all in the same thing. Um, but then I'm going to tell you that it's okay. We can, we can, you know, prove have a little a family kid. Think about that. That is. Yeah. That's horrible. You but know, I hate sometimes... her. She's evil. For sure. But like sometimes we, we've talked about this, you know, like whenever we're not, I'm not going to say jokingly, but like we will say like, oh, who's worse? Umbridge or Voldemort. And like we always, I feel like we, and we always make fun of Voldemort as a villain but like he he is he he's more evil i think sometimes than than we give him credit for not that we don't i'm trying to figure out how to word that because like obviously we know that he's evil he has the lake he has like we know he's done all these absolutely horrible things but like a lot of the times we will choose other people being more evil than him and i think that like I think that like that might shift a little bit in my mind as we go through this book. It's hard you know? to because like yeah, it's hard to wrap our brains around how evil he is because it's yeah. so frightening. Whereas the way Umbridge mm-hmm. yes. is evil, it's like people you might have met. Exactly, right. and that is almost what like in the moment makes you feel like she's worse because you're like, oh well, I can relate to that mm-hmm. level. Of yeah, evil. But like Voldemort, I like what Vinny said. He's light years ahead of Dolores. It's like you don't. He's far beyond where Umbridge is, yeah. and like we didn't necessarily get to read and see him in the moment of him at Dolores's level. But like he's so far past that, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it, that can be um, something that we forget. Yep. A bad egg. He's a bad egg. Mm-hmm. Um, while you guys were discussing, another winner was chosen. Oh yes, Ooh. Chelsea. Chelsea wins the apron. Oh, it's cool cute. Apron. I promise. It's super cool. Um, and we also got a bingo, but we will announce that later. Bye 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 bingo. A bingo. Oh my god, it's so cute! It's really cute. Oh, just wait, Chelsea. Super cute. Carrie took a picture and is posting it. Okay. So, where am I? The whole table just erupts in laughter. And it's like kind of like grotesque. It's like some of them are like slamming their fists on the table. Other ones are exchanging, quote, gleeful looks. Because you gotta, like, be on Voldemort's side when he's bashing someone else that's not you or your family, right? I gotta right? climb this ladder. Gotta climb this ladder, and I gotta take advantage of them when they're down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it says they were so jubilant were they at Bellatrix and Malfoy's humiliation. Like you guys said, gotta be on his side. Um... Bellatrix originally met. <laughs> the picture that Carrie took made it look like I don't have pants on. That's all. I just she you has know. pants. It's okay. <laughs> as soon as I posted it, I noticed that. I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. I <laughs> am. No, 
one's gonna say anything. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. You can see all that. Damn stamps. Just look at the apron. Uh, yeah, just avert your eyes. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, yeah. so Bellatrix originally is all like fawning over him, and now her face is this ugly, splotchy red, right? She's embarrassed. Mm. And she says, she is no niece of ours, my lord. She cried over the outpouring of mirth. Mirth. Like, that's evil enjoyment. Ugh. We, Narcissa and I, have never set eyes on our sister since she married the blood- mudblood. This brat has nothing to do with either of us, nor any beast she marries. First of all, step back, oh. ma'am. Okay. And then Voldemort says, Who are you calling beast? <laughs> right. <laughs> What say you, Draco? asked Voldemort, and though his voice was quiet, it carried clearly through the catcalls and jeers. Will you babysit the cubs? The hilarity mounted. I would. Yeah. Do you Give remember, me them puppies. Do you remember back in, the, back in the day, like online, people would be like, bring on the multicolored werepups. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so Can you imagine a little pink poochie? That'd be so cute. Like natural, like you're not dying it. Like Correct. natural. Not I like I could change their fur color at will. Not like uh, I'm taking too long to explain. Yeah, so I know what you're talking about funny. key lime green. Ed yeah, I'm it. talking about the, I'm talking about the Taylor Swift song, the Last Great American you. Dynasty, where she talks about the owner of her house that she now owns in Rhode Island. She dyed her dog key lime green. Anyway, go well, ahead. She stole a dog and dyed it. Key yeah, lime that's green. right. Someone went to the show as the dog dyed key oh lime green. God. That's amazing. <laughs> deep cut <sighs> anyway um so everyone's laughing more and draco of course like was just addressed personally by voldemort so he looks at lucius in absolute terror lucius is just staring down at <laughs> his lap my name right so he looks to his mom and she just shakes her head the smallest bit and is just staring deadpan um i know i feel i feel bad for him like I know I that like he thought that this was his path and he's realizing that it's not what he actually wants in life. He really and now is the evil not all it's chalked up to be, Draco? Mm. I'm just kidding. I do feel bad for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh <my> God. <laughs> he's just led on the wrong path. Unfortunately, some life lessons are harder to learn than others. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. make choices and we have to deal with those consequences. Well, and he's lucky he gets to go on and, you know, Clean up his act. He's lucky he had Snape. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Voldemort tells them enough, and immediately laughter stops. So Bellatrix is staring at Voldemort, she's breathless and imploring when he tells her many, and breathless and imploring when he tells her many of their oldest family trees become a little disease, diseased over time, and you just have to prune it to keep it healthy. You just have to murder everyone, and it's fine. Yeah, that's what he's saying because that's what he did. Cut it up. is. <laughs> but what about himself? He's not pure blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Just drives me nuts. But that's not for them to, to know or I to know. even t- discuss. Because I'm sure some of them do know. So he goes on to say, cut away the parts that threaten the health of the rest. So she goes, yes, my lord, at first chance. And this is why she has such a bloodlust for Tonks. I never caught that before. Yeah. Like literally, it was it's she literally took it as like a direct moment. order. Yeah. She's like, well, just following orders. He said, prune the family tree. So I'm going to go after 
Ted, mm-hmm. Andromeda, if I can, Tonks, Remus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voldemort promises that she'll have the chance. Um, that's just like what, a week later or something, right? Soon. Yeah, I don't know the time. What, Ted? No, whenever whenever Tonks arrives at the burrow and says she Mm. tried very hard to kill me, that's like literally (laughs) the next Mm -hmm. battle from this. Real quick, this quote from Voldemort is like so intense. He says they would cut away the canker that infects us until only those of the true blood remain in the world. I don't know. That's just like (sighs) so he should die. Right, <laughs> like literally, what he's saying. So finally, he uses Lucius's wand to wake up the figure that's revolving in the air over the table, and he looks to Snape and says, "Do you recognize our guest?" And Snape has to play the act here, which I can't even imagine being in his shoes. And he looks up at this woman who's looking right back at him, and in a terrified voice asks him to help her, mm. and he can't even bat an eye like every move is watched and he just uh, he just goes ah yes i don't like snape but you can't tell me that you can't appreciate some of the stuff he's able to do that's not for everyone yeah Mm -mm. this makes me think about ron in book one when he says that's chess you've got to make some sacrifices and you see this 12 year old boy doing something kind of terrifying Right, right, right. If you want to save people, somebody has to be sacrificed. But the thing that Snape is doing is what this series keeps telling us is harder. It's easier if you decide to sacrifice yourself. The harder thing is when you decide that somebody else, especially if that someone is innocent, has to be sacrificed in order for the most people to be saved. And that's Dumbledore's problem. He he can't he has such a hard time making himself let harry suffer you know he thinks why should why shouldn't the whole wizarding world just suffer as long as i can you know keep this one child happy and right. you know but that's the hard thing he has to do and this is what snape has to do here facing his colleague and actually he is helped by the atmosphere in the room because it's so terrifying he doesn't have to remind himself what the stakes are but right. yeah, that that thing where you you know you look at somebody knowing I have to let you go, that's mm-hmm. a lot. I can't even begin to imagine. And he argues with Dumbledore about this as well. And he said, yeah. Dumbledore's like, you know, how many people have you sat by and watched die mm-hmm. or and, and not saved? And he says, only the ones that I literally can't save, I don't yeah. save. Yeah. He's actively working constantly, constantly. I mean, <laughs> no one else in the series would have done Dumbledore's bidding and orders and whatnot like this. Nobody else would have. No. I even think Hagrid would have reservations, even though he would do anything for Dumbledore. Yeah, Hagrid like, would think try to save everybody. Hagrid, McGonagall. All of them would have reservations. I mean, not that he doesn't have reservations, but he goes through with... He kills him. Yeah. Could you you see McGonagall actually, like, following through and killing Dumbledore? I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Now that you asked that. (laughs) Yes. 
maybe that part but like because she trusts him so could you see her reaction to finding out that harry is being raised just to be killed my yet yeah understatement way more than snape i mean snape is mad about it but to be fair even for a kid that he claims he hates (laughs) he's raising him to be killed knowing and his best guess that sure. he's not actually going to die. So he's not sure. We can't really say pig for slaughter, you guys. <laughs> You're really pulling at strings yeah. here. When there's an end game. Okay. Catherine, are you finished? Mm-hmm. Lori, are you finished? Yes. She's like, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to go really fast because we're way behind. I know. I'm doing three. Um, what Taylor Swift song this is from Marguerite <laughs> you know I'm picking it because it has Taylor Swift in it <laughs> what Taylor Swift song represents Voldemort I did something bad oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah definitely yeah. something off reputation <laughs> yeah the whole the album that whole album um, don't blame me <laughs> <laughs> Look what you made me do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just blame everybody else. Right. Look what you made me do. Look. Look what you made me do. <laughs> Pre said mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mean too. Uh, All right. Um, so many. I didn't expect that many to <laughs> roll with Tom. Um, this is interesting um thomas slap quack shonda asks are there death eaters getting wand materials for Ollivander to make wands for them i mean i think that that's why they kept him for as long as they did because he was well he has the info he has the info and he can't let harry know and if anybody loses a wand just demand he make another one Mm. Mm. maybe I just feel like they would be like pirates. I see them as pirates. just like stealing unicorn hairs. Black market. Well, but they have access to the Forbidden Forest once the school year starts. Death eaters tell no tales. (laughs) (laughs) Now all I want to do is smell pirate water. (laughs) Uh, You have some holy water up there. I don't know. I don't think this is what I am. <laughs> we would literally walk by it like into the queue and Alana would go, Mom, I smell that pirate water. Smells fresh. Yep. <laughs> when that AC is blowing the it. right way and you walk by. Mm-hmm. Freaking love that ride. Hmm. Give me another one. Hurry up. Marguerite, do you think Bellatrix would have happily given her wand to Voldemort or would she have been offended? She didn't offer it. <laughs> What's the question? Would Bellatrix have happily given her wand to Voldemort? I am kind happily, of surprised no. she didn't offer now that you She's they afraid. say that. She's afraid. What's she going to do whenever she has to... That's literally, like, yeah. that's your she only can't defend weapon. Herself. I know, but... No, none of these people are hand-to-hand combat types. <laughs> no Especially not when it's hand... <laughs> like, <laughs> to wand... Like someone else has a wand coming at you, you're just gonna go up and punch him. <laughs> it's not gonna Serious work. Well, Ron movie. Does. Wow. <laughs> okay, one more, just because I really like this one. Uh, CJ Marie asks, "What would Voldemort have done if Lucius did not give him his wand?" Oh yeah, he probably would die. Would he have killed him? Why not? Better do throw else? him in with Ollivander. Not do anything else. Who's gonna stop him? Who's gonna who, like? Anybody on that table gonna be like, no, no. 
now. Draco? And he's dead too. Yeah. He'd probably get tortured and tossed in the basement with Hollander. Okay, Katie. Fan story. Ooh, this is an oldie. An from oldie, a- but a goodie, I'm oh, sure. Oh, from a time before. <laughs> Way before. 2018. <laughs> 2008. We hardly as I would have said earlier. <laughs> right? 2008 was a great year. It was. And that Martini is only. Aw. I was dating Katie for two years already. A million years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Our class slogan was, oh, wait, is great. okay (laughs) yeah it was amazing and you wonder why the seniors lost your fundraiser that Mm -hmm. year what does that mean it's a long it was like you know how okay so like my high school had like a fundraiser and like you went again you competed against all the grades and like the seniors always won it's like the seniors always win you know it's just like how it is The freshman won her year. Oh, it was because a her big old ad- her school admin literally just like hated them. <laughs> Whoa. It was terrible. Hey. Anyway, like the freshman. <laughs> it was awful. Freaking twenty twelvers, right? Oh my god, twenty yeah. twelvers. I don't know what else you say. What rhymes with twelve? Nothing. Delve. Anyway, <laughs> Katie's like, and our fan story. <laughs> okay. Oshana Doan from August of 2018. I recently found your podcast and just managed to finish binge listening to them all. Are you still caught up? Yeah. Are you still here? <laughs> are you still here? <laughs> I wanted to share my fan story because hearing about all the different ways Harry Potter has influenced people has been really interesting. For my 10th birthday, my uncle gifted me the first three Harry Potter books, and I picked them up almost immediately. I blasted through them and begged my parents to buy me the rest of the series. I was lucky that at the time, all the books had been released, and I finished those in a similar fashion to the first three. Though I wasn't able to join in on the book releases because of when I started the series, I was able to experience the excitement for the release of Deathly Hallows Part 2, also now with the Fantastic Beast franchise. Oh, R.I.P. I soon reread the series to cure my disappointment after my Hogwarts letter failed to come the year I turned 11. After that, I wouldn't pick up the series again until a couple months ago. Late last year, I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, and I'm still undergoing treatment now. I was at a really low point in my life after finding out, and on a whim, decided to reread the series. It was probably one of the best decisions to make because it pulled me out of the situation I was in for me to endure it. Who knew that books I read in my childhood would be so significant to me now? I also find it fitting that I picked them up again the year I'll turn 18, September 13th, when I would in my first year of Hogwarts. <laughs> Listening to you guys who have a similar level level of love for Harry Potter as I do always makes my days brighter. Thank you for that. I also love discovering the layers and the details I never noticed that are brought up on the podcast. Awaiting your next episode, Oshana. P.S. I'm a proud Slytherin though. Woo! Living in the U.S., I would be attending Ilvermorny and sorted into Thunderbird. Mm. My wand is Laurelwood with a phoenix. My high school mascot, Feather Voice. Core. 12 and three quarter inches and pliant flexibility. I took the Patronus test twice and got a Goshawk and a Magpie, both birds. 
PPS, and I read this before I started, that's why I said the name correctly. My name is pronounced Oshana. People usually have trouble pronouncing my name, and I may lack a little faith after listening to the episode <gasps> <Whoa>! so <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're right. <laughs> well, I hope treatments are going well for you. We'd like to hear from you yes. for sure. Please tell us. Like if you're on Facebook or Instagram, like write to us and, and let us know how you're doing and if you're still listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for your story. I love that we can be here for people. Yeah. Thank you for your story and for your pronunciation. Yes, we appreciate the pronunciation. I heard tell from a little magpie birdie. I didn't. But that you came prepared. Today. I did. Look, I got tabbies. I picked them out already. Our green tabbies. For the Slytherin book. Mm. All right. Why is it? Don't look at the answer, Carrie. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> My eyes are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so much more My eyes are so bad. These old eyes. <laughs> Why is it unpleasant to dine with Professor Lupin? Because he just wolfs down his meals. Is that true? I would think so. Why don't uh, you know? I don't know? Have you never dined? I wish we could have dined. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with me. <laughs> like to follow us on social media the question is why uh, myself and katie are on instagram and tiktok at the peters family <laughs> tiffany is on instagram and tiktok at tiff swish underscore flick Lori, you would like Fine. people to go to your website can you say what that is lorikim.com l-o-r-r-i-e-k-i-m you spelled nice. awesome wrong oh <laughs> really yeah <laughs> <laughs> um fast you go first okay i'm gonna say what i'm reading today because everybody knows what video game i'm playing <laughs> i'm like cruising through uh crescent city 2 and uh silver flames court of silver flames because i'm nice. reading them at the same time um i love it like so 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 many connections that's going to be next on my list. Yeah. Although I kind of wish I had like physical copy of Crescent City because. Get one. I, well, I have one. I just don't want to write in it. It's Get another one to write back. in. Um, <laughs> I know. But like the crossover stuff that I'm like connecting. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, I am listening to Lavender House, the book. It's like a queer murder mystery. It's very interesting. I like it. It's not like my typical vibe of a book, but what Moida? Murder mystery. Yeah, it's. I don't. I mean, like Moida. sometimes I'm in the mood for it, but I'm liking it. It's good. I like yeah. it so far. I'm like a little more than halfway through, so. Gotta find out who killed who, you know? Yeah. Mystery dinners. Um, I haven't started Empire of Storms yet. Shame on you. But you finished Queen of Wait. What is it? What was the last one? Queen no. Crown no. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I literally remember like nothing from that. Wait, series. it's Queen of Shadows. Queen of Shadows. So oh, we told Carrie yeah. the wrong book. We told book. Carrie to read the wrong book next. Oh, what should we 
Crown of Midnight. Ah, that's it. I mean, yeah, the internet's there, you guys. Come on. But it, they're not, I'm not doing it, like, in publication order, so I don't know what order they're in. Well, I just told her. No, no, that is publication. That is publication order no, because Assassin's Blade was number two. It was not published second. I don't think it should be stuck in. Between it should be Air of Fire and Queen of Shadows. It, it's sandwiched between Air of Fire. Yeah. Oh dang, Mom's mad. <laughs> Next up is Crown of Midnight for you, Carrie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> You would have jumped right into a spot that you knew nothing about. <laughs> would have been no bueno. Uh, anyway, um, Lori, are you reading or watching or are you writing, Lori? Yeah, what are you working on today? Like, I, can't tell I you am that. doing none of those things because I have a 15 year old and I am parenting. So I could <laughs> lie and pretend that I'm doing something really cultured. I'm not. oh man okay janine got bingo for ravenclaw wow congratulations (laughs) our first new uh first bingo for this new cup our first bingo of the new school year that started in july apparently good job class of 24 that means that the house cup standings are uh Gryffindor (laughs) is in the first with 730. (laughs) Ravenclaw is in second with 340. Hufflepuff's in third with 140. And Slytherin's in fourth with 120. Third or nothing. Way to show up today, Lions. Way to not show up today, Slytherins. (laughs) (laughs) No. Anyway, I liked other people's things. So did I. So did I. I liked other people's things. I liked other houses' things today. I think I liked a Hufflepuffs. I liked a Hufflepuffs. I noticed at your wife's house, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I did like other people's things. Thank you, Lori. (laughs) I will fight someone (laughs) physically. Uh, you see this <laughs> lifted biceps today i'm not playing all right Lori. thanks for coming <laughs> <laughs> no we love you and you put up with us and we appreciate it thank you always... for having me <laughs> sometimes i'm like gosh like so many like really truly brilliant people we've had either come onto this podcast or like are in our discord and talk to us and i'm like i feel like such a dork <laughs> like these brilliant people just like are still here like why <laughs> thanks for liking us <laughs> um, honestly honestly it's yeah. because you guys are kind oh yeah you're kind. You are kind. Aww. I love you, Lori. Thanks for coming on. I'm just gonna go cry now. Good. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did you say about kind, Lori? What was that? I feel frisky today, okay? All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> 
Another hour and 15 minutes on a third of a chapter. Thanks, Mia. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> just wanted to be included. Always just included, Mia. You ready? Sorry. Yeah, you're ready. Should I uh, stop recording? Okay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.